Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts uh, and this is season 4, episode 186 to 187 of this daily study podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again today as we conclude this week's study of this week's Come Follow Me materials. Uh, we are studying uh, July the 4th to July the 10th in 2 Kings 2 to 7. Uh, and today we're starting from Second Kings chapter six, and we'll just see <clears throat> we'll just see what we get to because there is uh, quite a lot uh, to cover as always. So um, we'll start off at the beginning of chapter six, and we have a again another miracle that takes place, uh, which is um, supposedly a small miracle, but we'll consider why Elisha um, does this. So at the start of Second Kings. Um, Elisha, with uh, the sons of the prophets, um, is settling in a certain place. Um, And in verse 4 it says, And when they came to Jordan, they cut down wood. But as one was felling a beam, the axe head fell into the water. And he cried and said, Alas, master, for it was borrowed. Now here we have um, some context here why this was such um, an issue uh, to this person. Of course, um, if we were to lose an axe head today, uh, we probably would not be in the same desperate position this individual is. We remember that this is at the beginnings of the Iron Age and that um, metal and particularly iron would have been difficult to come by, very expensive. Uh, And notice that this axe head was borrowed. It wasn't his own. So this would have meant that this individual would have been in a great amount of debt to whoever um, the axe belonged to. And so um, this is uh, an act of mercy and love and kindness from the Lord uh, as he as this person pleads to his prophet um, about this axe head that he has just lost in the river, doing the work that he's asked him to do. Um, in verse six, it says, And the man of God said, Where fell it? And he shewed him the place. And he cut down a stick and cast it in thither, and the iron did swim. Therefore, he said, Take it up to thee. And he put it out and he put out his hand and took it. Um you know, there's not a great spiritual healing that takes place here, other than, I suppose, the fact that this demonstrates the faith of the individual uh, that he had to ask the Lord's prophet for help with this physical need. And I think this is a lesson, actually, that we can learn, is that even when things happen, be it in our day of work or with our material possessions or things like that, we can pray and ask for support from the Lord, even if it isn't a spiritual matter or something like that. Um, and he will hear us. He will bless us. Again, not necessarily with a miraculous thing like this, um, where we have a material possession that we've lost brought back. Um, but he will help us and guide us in all matters of our lives, not just the spiritual, I think is what we learn from this principle or this the principle we learn from this experience here. So the Lord is a Lord for all of our lives, not just some aspects of it. Uh, In verse 8, we then start to uh, have the experience uh, told to us that is probably the most well-known, or one of the most well-known for Elisha, along with, with, of course, the healing of Naaman. So the king of Syria is uh, battling against Israel, uh, and he is getting frustrated because Israel seems to know his every move. Um, And it's something which is troubling him. Uh, And he thinks that there is a a spy in his army. But in verse 12, he is told by his servants, none, my lord, my king, uh, but Elisha, 
The prophet that is in Israel telleth the king of Israel the words that thou speakest in thy bedchamber. Um, so the, the king of Syria uh, sends forth horses and chariots, a great host by night, and they compass the city in verse 14. Um, so this is obviously um, something which the king of Syria is intending to put an end to. So the sun rose the next morning, and uh, one of Elisha's servants goes forth and sees this host uh, encompassing the city that they are in. Um, and he says to Elisha, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And Elisha says, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. This is a, um, like I say, it's a scripture that we probably know very well. Uh, and it's one which reminds us about the need to have faith in the Lord that he will protect and guide us. Um, Elder Neil A. Maxwell uh, said, Non-murmurers are permitted to see so much more. Uh, ancient Israel was once compassed about with a great host of hostile horses and chariots. Elisha counseled his anxious servant. Elisha's counsel can help church members today to silence our murmurings. Regardless of how things seem or come to seem in troubled times, they that be with us are more than they that be with them. Our, my brothers and sisters, if our lips are closed to murmuring, then our eyes can be opened. Close quote. So I guess uh, Ellen Maxwell here is talking and speaking about how our faith needs to be stronger than our doubts. Uh, and that does not mean that we shouldn't have worries or difficulties or anxieties. That's not doubt. Um, we need to have faith that the Lord can help us through difficult things, even when things are at their bleakest. And then he will be able to see miracles in our lives. Um, this is something which is very difficult to do at times, but it's something which uh, he, we are able to have take place in our lives. Uh, Michelle, sister Michelle D. Craig said, quote, Elisha knew the young man needed more than the calming reassurance. He needed vision. There may be times when you, like the servant, find yourself struggling to see how God is working in your life. Times when you feel under siege, when the trials of mortality bring you to your knees. Wait and trust in God and his timing because you can trust his heart with all of yours. But there is a second lesson here. My dear sisters and brothers, you too can pray for the Lord to open your eyes to see things you would not normally see. Close quote. We are going to go into that verse in a moment when the Lord opens the eyes of the servants. But I love here what Sister Craig says uh, in the sense that we can pray for more miracles in our lives. Uh, but also we can pray to have our eyes open to things that we would not normally see. There can be a number of times in our lives where we've perhaps feel that the miracles of the Lord are not happening in our lives. Uh, and we just, all we see is the the army encompassed about around us, the trials and difficulties ahead of us. Um, but we must remember that this is often that in those times we are actually being saved by even greater difficulties perhaps, or perhaps we are given being given strength and feelings of love and peace throughout these difficult times that we would not have had had we not uh, been faithful to the Lord. It is not really possible to know what things would be like unless we had faith in the Lord or unless we didn't have faith in the Lord uh, through those difficulties because that is what we've experienced. Uh, we, we, we can't go back in time and do it differently to see how things could be different uh, with or without the sustaining strength and uh, the the hosts encompassing or the, the more hosts that the Lord provides encompassing around us. So... All we can do, as Sister Craig says here, is two things. Uh, one, to um, 
ask for and seek the guidance and strength of the Lord, but also have our eyes opened and visions um, cleared to see what is around us to help us. Elisha prays himself and says, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of chariots and horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. Now, of course, you know, reading this experience in isolation is a powerful um, lesson. Uh, but don't forget, Elisha has experienced the horses and chariots of fire already uh, when Elijah was trans was uh, translated and taken up to heaven. And so this will not be an unfamiliar sight to Elisha. And perhaps he will feel great comfort and peace knowing that um, the Lord uh, is truly with him. But what are our chariots of fire today? Is it simply the, the spirit and um, is it the... Um, the, the peace and comforts and the miracles that come from the Lord. Um, Sister Sharon G. Larson said, quote, um, he reassured his worried and only companion who was busy counting Syrian heads that when we are on the Lord's side, regardless of numbers or worldly power, we are in the majority. I testify that the consoling words of Elisha to his young friend are still true today. The Lord will surround and protect our young people with chariots of fire, as he did for Elisha, in the form of parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, neighbours, leaders, and friends who will vigorously love them and lead them. Close quote. We have chariots, we have support around us today, um, sustaining and strengthening us. President Henry B. Iring also taught this when he said, quote, There are, like that servant of Elisha, there are more with you than those you can see opposed to you. Some who are with you will be invisible to your, to our, your mortal eyes. The Lord will bear you up and will at times do it by calling others to stand with you. That is why we have quorums. That is why quorum leaders look at faces and into eyes in quorum meetings. That is why the bishop is more than presiding in the priest's quorum. He is watching the faces of the priests. You will have such a bishop or such an elder's quorum president or such an admission president. He will come to help you and call others to stand with you. It may be to call the right companion to serve with you in your time of need. That suggests at least two things. One is to recognise and welcome those whom the Lord sends to help us. The other is to see in every assignment the opportunity to strengthen each other. Close quote. Um, we truly do have um, the opportunity and blessing to have support and strength uh, in, in our lives today. But what I love about this uh, is that the story continues, and we often stop there when we are looking at this account. But um, if we continue, we see that the this, this Syrian army are miraculously taken into the Israelites' hands, uh, and they have them um, at their their basically at their whim. Uh, and the king of Israel, in verse twenty one, says to Elisha, "When he saw them, my father, shall I smite them? Shall I smite them?" But Elisha answers and says. Thou shalt not smite them. Wouldst thou smite those whom thou hast taken captive with thy sword and thy bow? Set bread and water before them that they may eat and drink and go to their master. And he prepared great provision for them. And when they had eaten and drunk, he sent them away and they went to their master. So the bands of Syria came no more into the land of Israel. So even though this army have come basically to take Elisha and to end his um, prophetic ministry, um, Elisha... Um, invites the king of Israel to show mercy 
uh, and to let these people return back because they've been captured um, and they will go back in peace. And indeed, uh, they go back and, they, and they land of, the bands of Syria don't come back um, to Israel. So in a way, um, this show of mercy has helped uh, there be more peace rather than more bloodshed, uh, which is, of course, um, something which I think we can all agree uh, is something which we would much rather have uh, in, the, in our lives. So uh, we'll continue on uh, with uh, Elisha's miracles because they do continue. In terms of other miracles that Elisha performs, we then see in 2 Kings 7 uh, an end to a um, famine that is miraculous. And again, the, uh, the sustaining influence um, that the Lord brings us, not just spiritually, but also to our temporal needs as well, that he will give us the things that we need and require in our lives. Again, if we are turning to him, we are seeking to live our covenants and we are uh, striving to do the things that we need to in order to receive the blessings of the Spirit in our lives. Uh, this is, of course, what the Lord um, directs us to do. Uh, and the miracles and the um, bless and the ministry of Elisha um, just represent to us time and time again, uh, times in our lives where we can receive, or ways in our lives we can receive vision and support and strength uh, to be able to make our way through what are very difficult times You'll notice that all these times that the people who receive these great blessings and miracles, you think of, again, the widow, think of the woman who um, whose son died, thinking of Naaman, thinking of the servants of Elisha and the people that were encompassed about by the great hosts of the Syrians and many others, the, the axe floating, all of these people that came to Elisha to receive um, a miracle, a blessing, did so because they had faith in the Lord. And I think that this is an important point to make, that these miracles all happened um, because there were people of faith. There were people who had the faith to have these miracles happen. Were there not these people with this with that faith, these miracles would not likely have happened in the way that they did, um, necessarily. Some may have, absolutely. And we can see miracles in the lives of people with, who, do, who do not have faith. Um, the Lord is anxious. He is eager to bless every child of his whether they have made sacred covenants with him or not. Every single one of them is a dear child with, of God. But we know that for those people that have made covenants, there is a promised blessing because of those um, promises that they have made with the Lord. And as they strive to keep them, then they can receive even greater blessings from him. It does not mean, of course, that life will be perfect. In fact, you know, these people did not have perfect lives. There was great calamity that came upon them, deaths of, of children, um, losses of great vast amounts of money, um, very little food to, leading them to starvation. And yet they still had the faith to turn to Elisha, the prophet of the Lord, to seek guidance from him. And that is how they were able to receive those great miracles and blessings in their lives and be sustained further. Um, there are many lessons we can learn from these experiences individually, but as a collective we see that there is a requirement to have our vision opened, to have faith in our hearts and trust in the Lord and seek to obey the words of the prophet. And as we do that, then we can see these great things happen. Thank you so much for joining us for this week. Um, There's been a lot of great miracles to cover. Uh, we'll continue with our study uh, next week on Tuesday. Uh, so please do join us then. 
Um, please join us for our Monday episode where we'll discuss um, something else that we studied. And until we meet again.